ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series, Greek, episode by episode. So today is episode eight, Separation Anxiety, and it originally aired August 26, 2007. Um, The IMDb summary is, Rusty makes the mistake of using the L word at a date. Cappy takes him and the boy to a strip club for lunch. And I feel like that pretty much sums it up. Uh, The episode was directed by Rachel Talele and it was written by Patrick Sean Smith and Roger Grant. All right, let's dive in. So we start out at the ZBZ house and um, Casey and Rebecca are fighting over a cupcake, classic. It's good to see Rebecca back. She Mm -hmm. She wasn't in last week's episode, right? She was at a spa. A grape seed sugar bath or something. Well, she's refreshed and she is ready to cause tension. There's like a little back and forth and then Casey grabs it and she takes it over to Ashley, who it's like very clear that Ashley is still feeling extremely lukewarm about Casey after the the travesty with her boyfriend who she's pretending to be broken up with. And Casey's trying to play it off. Like she's approaching her with uh, some hot tea. She says... Um, she has a source that says Laguna Beach isn't real, which does not really hook Ashley in the way we'd like to see. And then we get Franny coming in hot, talking about philanthropy hours. So they need to work uh, with the quote Bible bunch because they're way behind on their hours. Apparently, whoever was in charge of the philanthropy just totally Libby totally dropped the ball. And so they have some hours to make up. And of course, Casey being the poster child of ZBZ volunteers. And she says she and Ashley can go help. Ashley's like, no, actually I can't because I really don't have the time right now. She has to write a paper. She has a project. And also she's growing out her bangs. And she says that that actually requires extra sleep, which, uh, you know, might be true. I didn't go to cosmetology school, so I'm not sure. I'm sure there's some science behind that. I mean, Casey volunteering was very Rusty-esque. She's also doing that thing that I'm hoping this is an experience everyone has had. I'm thinking it's a general experience of when like you can sense that someone's mad at you, but you don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it. And you're kind of hoping, hoping that you can just like win them back over. So you're ignoring it, but being extra nice. And like, it's not working. Ashley isn't like yes. giving in and it's just making it more awkward. Yes. As someone who loves confrontation though, I never do that, but I hate when people do that too. Like <laughs> I would be so mad at Casey. Just, oh like, my God. Yeah. I feel like I end up in that situation even when someone's not mad at me sometimes, but I think <laughs> they're mad at me. So I'll be like trying to be like hyper nice to them. And then I feel really <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Thomas, who's mad at you? They're going to catch these hands. I also always love when this show references Laguna Beach. It's a it's a common thread throughout because it was so in the zeitgeist in 2007. But I, yeah, I need to watch. Apparently, oh my God, that has to be your next watch. It's so good. also Libby, like that. We wasn't she the girl from the first episode? From I think I said she was from Gotta Kick It Up. Yeah, I I don't want to like. <laughs> 
I don't want to like give like a spoiler alert, but she comes back and we like do find out why she was like gone and like messed and up dropping the ball, whatever. Right, 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 and it's of <laughs> course like very not PC and like they handle it in a very poor way. Oh my <laughs> like, god, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I, I'm pretty sure it's this character if I'm remembering correctly. But she does come back. We'll see Libby again. She's not gone. She's gone, but not forgotten. That's the perfect teaser. A, a nice little mouche bouche for what's what's about to come. <laughs> so yeah, Ashley's not going to help volunteer and Rebecca swoops in and grabs the cupcake at the end of the scene anyway. So Rebecca gets her way. <laughs> then we're um, in, I believe we're in Rusty's dorm and Jen Kay is there. And she's saying, should we take a class together next semester? And he says, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? That's such a good idea because they're picking their schedules. And then Jen starts talking to Rusty about her high school boyfriend. And she's saying like, oh, he never initiated anything in the romance department. And that's why she ultimately broke up with him. And this like immediately throws Rusty on his heels, like his reaction time for this news and processing it just like it's 0.1 second. He is spiraling. And just like, I think the idea that Jen even had a boyfriend before him is like just planet shifting like the tectonic plates are colliding it's just <laughs> cannot handle this news and also the idea that she would dump somebody and he could be potentially ripe for the dumping <laughs> <laughs> terrifying well we get the, I mean like we know right that Rusty is like very new to all of this all of this being like even speaking with girls who aren't mm-hmm. his sister so I feel like, yeah. Even speaking yeah. with his sister. <laughs> exactly. So I feel like even like a taste of the idea that Jen Kay has ever looked at another guy before is like earth shattering to him, let alone the fact that she had a boyfriend and she dumped him. I mean, mm-hmm. we just know instantly that this is going to send Rusty. Like every, <laughs> even the smallest thing does, like there's no way this, this wouldn't. <laughs> right especially after a little uh, midterms oh, God. <laughs> scandal he's not at his best right now as they're having that conversation the computer is dinging and like it honestly was annoying me with how much it was dinging like it was that I am noise and then we realized she's like who is that I, did, I wish I had written down the screen name. I'm sure it was good. Oh my gosh I forgot I, I thought it I thought it was a girl though potentially I thought it, was it was like who is he talking to? That's what you kind of like think. And that's even seemingly what Jen thinks. And it's Dale. <laughs> it, who's in the room. He's in the room. He's right <laughs> behind them. But he gave them till 10. And it's like 10.02 or something. And they need to get out of there. <laughs> I love Dale. <laughs> Dale is basically their RA. Like he's taking it upon himself. He's just that's keeping that. everything in, everyone in check. Yeah. I miss... AIM. I, oh my God, the hours that I would spend on that after school. Oh, that was a thing for a lot of people. I was never on it. I wasn't allowed. Oh my <gasps> God. I know. Jacqueline, I'm actually so sorry because I feel like yeah. you would have, you must have felt so left out. Like that was like my social life. So I would say yes, but I also had like almost no friends in middle school. So I feel like I just was kind of like, I didn't even really know what was going on. I like did get it. Was, it, it. You like, had, did you get it in high school? 
no, I just went right to Facebook and like, it was like Facebook chat. Oh, I guess that's true. That was but one avenue. I will say I did always like hear tales of like catfishing, like people pretending to be other people or like getting together via I am like, it would be like, oh, they're dating now because they had a good aim conversation. <laughs> right. going on in this life changing? Like, or breaking bad. up over AM. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they ended last night over AIM. Okay. <laughs> yeah, good shit. So then uh, Rusty finds Cappy just like meticulously cleaning in uh, the Capital house. And he goes to ask his advice because the way he's processed this Jen K high school boyfriend information is that he should probably tell her that he loves her. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, yeah. Two plus two equals eight. So that <laughs> makes total sense. But again, like if we know anything about Rusty, once he has his mindset on something, he will hyperfixate. He's all in or he's all out. And Cappy's like, don't do that yeah <laughs> he says, it's been three weeks say, yeah he says if you need to say I love you call your mom <laughs> <laughs> and he's also like going on about how love is a sham because oh, he's yeah still heard about the whole Casey lavalier incident <laughs> yeah the other l word lesbian <laughs> <laughs> that he thinks rusty is going to come with <laughs> oh my god well, it's interesting because at this point, Rusty doesn't know why Cappy is behaving like this, but Rusty's so self-centered that he, like, doesn't really question it. Like, he's like, oh, like, yeah, Cappy's acting, like, very jaded and also cleaning the house for the first time <laughs> in, like, 20 years. Like, mm, on to my problem. It's kind of cute, though, that that's, like, his, like, sad habit. Like, he's a cleaner. Yeah, Did not see that one coming. Maybe he should be sad yeah, more right. often. I know that house. You're right, Thomas. They've only been dating for three weeks, which is insane. Truly. And they just went on their two-week anniversary date, or they were going to do that. Like, it's just, it's madness. Three weeks is way too fast. He's saying he needs to make a bold move. (laughs) You don't even know this, right? It was shocking. The three, I mean, I guess like maybe like college relationships, like you're seeing that person all the time. Like maybe that would move a little bit faster, but like Rusty, take a breath. Just one. Yeah. So now we get Casey. Oh, this scene. I love this. Might be my favorite scene in the show so far. Really? Casey is walking in to help with the Bible bunch and she's wearing like a Sunday school outfit. She looks angelic, like, like a virgin, basically. She walks into this after school program and lo and behold, the person who's directing it is Dale and he turns around and sees Casey in this perfect Christian girl outfit and he literally he looks like he's been struck by a lightning he it's the outfit is so I I cackled at the outfit because it was mm-hmm. so like perfect and of course she has an outfit for everything mm-hmm. and she says you're the confederate flag guy and he says thank you yeah I'm yeah. glad no one forgets. I I am. I mean, she's not holding his feet to the fire here, but I'm glad she mentions it. Right. Because it is jarring every and time. Daunting. It's just, right. in the, you know, it's there. And he is saying like, oh, I gave up on the ZBZs because I never heard back from Libby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Libby. Lib. We, I guess we'll find Where out. Where are you we'll at? There. <laughs> yeah, 
how you guys find out. Um, and so Casey is like, oh my gosh, it's not the ZBZ way. We're all about philanthropy. And she is ready to help immediately. And so Dale starts going through like hard labor tasks that they could help with. And Casey is kind of like appalled and she suggests putting on a musical. <laughs> a musical that like we get the sense that ZBZ has performed before for other philanthropy events. Like this is how they get their philanthropy hours is by putting on this musical. Like and an educational musical. <laughs> it has a name. I forget what the name is. It's like another day or something like really random <laughs> yeah so he is skeptical about the play idea and he was he says the bible bunch is made up of some some people who are gang members and some are even atheists so he's really doubting their interest in this play but basically casey kind of steamrolls him and is like this is what we're offering right and she even gasps when he says atheist she goes <gasps> <laughs> yeah I love this look on her it's very like Rachel Berry from Glee meets like the Kennedys it's giving Quinn <laughs> from Glee like oh I, you're right like oh my god yeah. so much more oh I, I, god. I like it so much more than a Rachel she would have been so good as yeah, Quinn. Quinn I wonder she's if she auditioned yeah. for that honestly she kind of fits the description I wonder if she can sing because if she can she definitely auditioned for that yeah I mean we will have to ask her when we um interview her yeah yeah. manifestation <laughs> so now we have calvin and heath that are walking out of the movies and they kind of seem like they're in a rut and you, oh we always God. catch the couples in a rut walking out of a movie usually it's casey yeah. and evan and they were seeing like waiting for godot which is like the most <laughs> boring it isn't like was it were they seeing the play or the movie i honestly couldn't tell it looks like the same set as the movie theater yeah, yeah. i don't know but that's like the most boring play like it's like famously boring it's, yeah like... notoriously <laughs> <laughs> and heath is like i kind of want to do something fun yeah and calvin just like doesn't want to keep hanging out and he seems like very aware of what it, why he doesn't want to hang out like he's not saying I don't want to be around you but it's kind of clear that he's kind of, he's like pulling back a bit I feel like they, we start to see that they just have like different interests maybe because like Heath offers like bowling and Calvin like really shuts that down mm-hmm. he does not want to bowl and just the way that they leave it is like like the way that it's like they're talking to one another it's clear that calvin is the one that's like it almost feels like maybe calvin like thinks like heath's interests are kind of stupid yeah i got that vibe too right. yeah maybe a little like i'm maybe i'm too good for you right mm-hmm. weird. and it was weird to get from calvin too because last week you saw him with ashley and it was so sweet and he was such a good friend and i don't know i didn't like the way that he was talking to heath Heath deserves better. Yeah, it was very Omega Chi versus Capital, though. So true. True. So yeah, they split up. Not like they don't break up, but they split up for the night. And they just kind of leave it weird. We all feel weird about it. You can feel it. So then um, Casey is back telling Ashley all about the meeting with Dale and how her plan worked and like, basically just it's it's a huge success and Ashley's just hardly listening still very annoyed by Casey and they get into this little tiff I forget what it's about specifically but it's really like 
just kind of the tension building between them and it's like blows up a little well Casey is like if you're not gonna help then you like you should at least listen to me which I was Mm -hmm. like whoa you got the nerve like okay and even Ashley you can tell when she says that is like you're kidding because I think Casey says something like how are your bangs coming (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is fair (laughs) yeah but also like Casey this you got to either commit to the pretending nothing's wrong, kissing ass, or you have to like have the discussion about what you like, what happened right now. She's trying to avoid that at all costs, but she's now being passive aggressive. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's almost kind of like aggressive at this point. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You're right. And so Ashley's just not letting go that Casey didn't support her. And she like was bringing it up here and she storms out. Casey says to Ashley, stop moping. And it's like, okay, if this, if what, like, if what you think happened had actually happened, that Ashley had dumped her boyfriend of, at this point, at least four years, because they dated in college, or they did in high school, and now she's a junior in college. So they've been dating for at least four years. If that actually happened, I think your friend would be moping. I know. That's an insane response. And then Ashley says, well, it wasn't about Travis. It's about the fact that you didn't support me. And still, she doesn't know that they're still together either. So it's like, for all you know, she followed everything that you wanted her to do. And now you're treating her like this, which is making it 10 times worse. Yeah. If she actually did what she wanted her to do, you would think that like, I don't know. It was really strange. And I agreed with Ashley. I would have also slept on the couch. Yeah, Casey yeah. lacks some empathy here. Yeah, totally. she just is not seeing it from Ashley's point of view. She's really only seeing it from her side. And then did you notice how she throws her pillow at the door when it closes? Oh, I didn't catch that, but oh my gosh, that. yeah, love the theatrics. <laughs> it, I remember that being like, do you guys remember that movie Aquamarine? Oh, yeah. do I? Evan <laughs> so there's a scene. in it. Oh my gosh, you're right. He's the oh. lifeguard. Yeah, he's like, my God, I love interest. (laughs) There's a scene where Emma Roberts like throws her pillow at the door exactly like that. (laughs) She's mad they're moving or she's like mad at JoJo's character. I'm not quite sure, but similar, um, similar energy for sure. So good. Um, Also, though, we do kind of have to take into perspective that Casey did do what the sorority told her to do with her boyfriend. Like mm-hmm. she followed mm-hmm. blindly. So she's kind of like from that angle is like, yeah, I did it. She, cause she wanted to break up with him and she was like, I'm not right. staying with him. Franny forced her into it and she's like fine with it now. She's in love with him again. So mm-hmm. I like, I think maybe there's also something in her mind that's like, well, it's for the best. The sorority is always right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's fully indoctrinated. I yeah. do have to back to this. I can't believe that Evan was Raymond. Oh my God. I just didn't realize it. And I don't know how I didn't. Oh my God. Shaken me to my core. Aquamarine was made in 2006. So like he was like. Hot commodity. Jake McDormand was on a, he was on a roll. He went right from Aquamarine into Greek. Right. The trajectory. I know. A star is born. Okay. I'll stop talking about it now, but I just, (laughs) I, my brain like my mind is blown 
It's such a good movie. It's such a feel good oh, summer movie. So now we have Rusty and Jen who are out to dinner, their big dinner and they're eating um, at a restaurant that has a, a huge mariachi band, which is not the first time in a movie or a sitcom that this is like yeah. a layer. <laughs> Yeah. a mariachi band for whatever you always, reason you always know something's gonna happen that's awkward when there's a mariachi band like yes. you always there's gonna be a pause where the band stops playing that a character says something uncomfortable really loud spoiler alert so rusty is immediately struggling with telling her that he loves her he keeps like it's like false starting and then he finally spits it out, spitter, spits it out um, right when the band stops playing, like Jacqueline said. And Jen says, thank you, which is the right response. It's yeah. cringe, but it's insane that he is telling her he loves her right now. It's a way that would elicit like the only nice response if you didn't feel the same way would be thank you. Like you're in public and it's three weeks into your relationship. And your children. Yeah, exactly. You're 18 years old. Like you can't talk about it. Like there's nothing that she can say at this weird red leather table, like in the middle of this Mexican restaurant that would make him feel better. Like, thank you is the right response. Uh, But then we see Ashley sleeping on the CBC couch and Rebecca sneaks down the stairs and they scare each other. And Rebecca's down there to eat the cheese curls that she has the cook hide for her, um, which is a trick that she learned from her childhood because her dad would shame her for eating them. And this is presented as somewhat of a normal joke. <laughs> it's just, it's so nice to see um, eating disorder culture just run rampant on ABC Family. Just the butt of the joke. Young girls restricting themselves. Having to hide. Um, yeah, hiding, like having people. Eating. It's so sad and also, you know, makes sense why we keep getting all these fat phobic jokes. And don't worry, there are some coming later on in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rebecca says she heard the fight between Ashley and Casey. And she says, like, I get it. Friends fight. And Ashley goes, she like kind of pauses and looks at her and she says, I never thought of you as someone with friends, which is like, that's kind of what we've been saying. Like, we don't see her talking to anybody. We just see her trying to rile people up and like basically just like buy their affection, (laughs) which is fine. It's a tactic for sure. Kind of works. And so they're having like kind of this genuine like heart to heart moment where she's talking about this friend that she had growing up. I would say that it almost seems like calculated that Rebecca did this if like they didn't clearly scare each other and she really didn't know that she was there. Like I think this is just Rebecca kind of opening up finally. Yeah. Getting one more dimension to her. This is our first taste of Rebecca's humanity, and mm-hmm. I like it. Also, I do love that she's like, I had a best friend in DC, and we fought constantly. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. <laughs> like, of course you did. We were still best friends, she says. 
So Cappy is still cleaning and he's scrubbing with his little toothbrush. So Rusty comes in and he tells Cappy about this dinner and how terrible it went. He talks about how Jen K just said thank you after he told her he loved her. They stayed in silence the rest of the dinner. We find out. They did not talk. They were just completely silent um, with that mariachi band playing. (laughs) So not silent at all, just... (laughs) (laughs) The background music. The loudest Um, background to the loudest silence. And Cappy's like, oh, I mean, I was right. You know, this will totally blow over. And then, you know, classic... Rusty says he just needs to take a break from all women. This sounds familiar. Um, we've heard Cappy say something similar recently. Um, and Cappy, like, almost like a light bulb goes off in his head. And he's just like, we'll have to go to the lunch buffet. <laughs> and it's like, so Rusty's, scary. Yeah. Like, immediately, my mind, I was like, immediately scared when I heard that. Cause I'm like, what is he talking about? This is, yeah. this is going to be bad. And he, they run into Wade. And <laughs> Cappy hands him the toothbrush, which Wade immediately puts in his mouth. Yeah. And Wade's like, oh, it tastes like uh, potato chips or something. <laughs> yeah. And um, so then he's like, Wade, you know, tell everyone to come to the lunch buffet. This is going to be like a group uh, outing. Yeah. Schemes, schemes, schemes. Um, <laughs> of course, I feel like it's so funny, too, how all the Capitals like do everything together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like it's never just like a one person thing. It's like they're they will all be there. Yeah. They really act as like one character unit. Like yeah. when they are all together, they have their own personality, their own hijinks, sudden sue. Like they are their own character of Greek. So we're back at the ZBC house and Casey is um assigning roles for the skit. I think Franny and her are like standing at the fireplace. They decide that Franny this is where they decide that Franny's going to be Marie Antoinette again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, what the hell is this play? Um, but um Ashley pairs up with Rebecca for the play um because she's still actively mad at Casey. Um and Casey's like, well, I don't care. I can um partner with uh Jen Kay. It'll be fine. And then I think something about Ashley was supposed to play the lizard. Not quite sure what these characters are, but, um, (laughs) and wait, I need to, I'm trying to remember Ashley's outfits. I I can never seem to remember them, but um, what is the insane outfit in this scene? It's a a bibbed overall dress that's made out of a blue and orange striped fabric with oh big, wait okay it's either orange or hot pink I can't remember in my mind right now but then it has it's neon big, yeah like hot like bright like this striped but with navy blue and then it has these big like orange buttons on the like overall straps and she's wearing like it. I think it's pink because then she has this like pink blouse like t-shirt underneath that has these puffy sleeves. It's horrendous. Truly atrocious. Oh my gosh. Sounds Um, cute. (laughs) Yeah, there's some great outfits in this episode. I'm really excited for us to get to the um, rehearsal outfits, the one that Casey is wearing specifically. Mm -hmm. But before we get there, um, Calvin 
runs into um, Cappy and Rusty when he's looking for Heath. Cappy naturally invites him to the lunch buffet. You know, no (laughs) one knows what this lunch buffet is, but of course they're all going to go. And then we're introduced to the lunch buffet, which is a strip club. And there is a lunch buffet there, though. It's true. They do have food there. (laughs) Riddled with botulism. (laughs) (laughs) Cappy calls it the second happiest place on earth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The show is made by Disney. So they they couldn't call it the first. Wait, had a- um, had ABC acquired Disney yet? <laughs> what was ABC Family? I think that's when it was, like, at that point, yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I do remember, I don't remember what year this was, but I remember there being a post on Instagram from one of the Pretty Little Liars being, like, wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt, and she's like, this is my boss. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so I'm not sure if it happened a little bit later, or maybe if, maybe these were, that was already in the works, the deal, and Cappy was in on it. I think it was pretty early. <laughs> yeah, Rusty says he expects it to be bigger and cleaner, and um, <laughs> they're, like, looking at all the food it looks disgusting it's so gross they're trying to make sense of what everything is <laughs> like how yeah. like what's this he's like those are chicken wings like they you can't yeah. even tell what the food is there's also like this weird moment when they walk in that um like uh calvin and cappy both kind of have a knee-jerk reaction of taking off their pledge pins like they're not supposed <sighs> to be right. like wearing pledge pins at a strip club it's it's very it like brought me back to the girls who would be like, you can't wear your letters when you're sweating, drinking, or having sex. You couldn't wear a shirt that had the sewn in letters or any type of sewn in letter. If you were like working out, consuming alcohol or having sex. Was that, that was real? a rule. That was yeah, a rule that they told us. Oh my God. The three S's or something. Yeah. But what was the, S for drinking. Because I thought it was three. Sip. Sweat, sip, sex. How creepy. Yeah. Um, so title for the I episode. I that. I didn't see that at all. That's crazy. They both did it like at the same time. It was an impulse. Yeah. yeah. Now that you said it, I totally remember. I wonder too if it's part of it's like the shame, like getting rid of the letters <laughs> and also like, oh, they're going to drink. They can't let them know that they're like in a frat at CRU. Oh, true. Well, they don't drink, seeing as Rusty orders a Coke. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so Rusty's like, I'm not drinking. I'll get a Coke. And uh, Rusty confides in Calvin about thank you, Gate. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you, Gate. Um, and then R- Rusty's like, I don't know. Should I just call Jen? And Calvin's like, I don't know. I think this would be better in person. Um, but he's like... She said, thank you. And he's like, okay, yeah, you should just call her. Mm-hmm. So he, but he also says he shouldn't panic. And he's like, I'm also having trouble with my he friend, he said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's kind of like, uh, kind of handling the situation, his situation very differently than the rest he's handling. Yeah. <laughs> totally. There's like the parallel where it's like, everybody's like going through some sort of relationship issue in this. I guess mm-hmm. not everybody, but some more of the... Um, the other characters we don't usually get to focus on. But yeah, so he calls her. It gets very strange, like very quickly. He's just like, doesn't know what to say, hangs up the phone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he he says that in less than 24 hours, he went from boyfriend 
to moron to stalker. His call is giving like third, like fourth grade, like landline prank call. <laughs> yeah. Like immediately hang up. Like you know, that's the whole plan. Yeah. And like it's she has caller ID. Like it's <laughs> she knows him. It's her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> we leave the strip club. We're back at the ZBZ house. Um, this is the Oh, wait, but before that, then Heath walks in. Oh, oh that's And clocks right. Calvin and it's tense. Like, they see each mm. other. So then we're back at ZBZ. The gals are practicing. They're they're dancing. Um, Ashley and Rebecca are, like, doing a full-on, like, hip-hop routine. Um, well, it's both pretty so good. cringe. It's very cringe. It's supposed, it's clear that it's, but we're supposed to think it's good. Right, right. Yeah. And I think, like, in this day and age of, like, every like middle schooler being like weirdly good at dancing on tiktok <laughs> it like seems so out of place like the juxtaposition of like how far dancing like casual dancing culture has come it's just like whoa <laughs> that's not great <laughs> yeah they would be killing it on um tiktok right now <laughs> <laughs> duet with addison ray <laughs> yeah and their outfits just look better like Casey and Jen K are practicing and Casey's wearing this like really tragic oh. rehearsal outfits like these kind of like cargo capris sneakers and um, a zip up top and Jen K is kind of just like throwing herself on the ground like yeah. it's not even that she doesn't seem to like not be able to dance she just seems kind of like all over the place mm-hmm. and which she attributes to the dinner Um, which Mm -hmm. he confides in Casey and she's like you know Rusty told me he loved me Casey's kind of like aw and then she's like wait after three weeks he told you he loved you and she's honestly really sweet to her here she kind of just like lets her know that it's okay if she's like not ready yet and she Um, like gently reminds her too she's like Rusty is so new to all of this like yeah kind of like give him a little slack but also it's cringe my brother said that yeah but he's just like trying (laughs) completely and that's when Dale walks in um to (laughs) the the ZBZ house trying to just check in on how things were going you know he's really into Casey at this point he he gives Casey this like list of rules for their performance which is like very intense it's like no nudity no gang <laughs> violence and um, he's also not happy to see jen oh, <laughs> like yeah, blatantly not like her because <laughs> he, he like can't get away from her at this point which uh, as somebody who has had many roommates with a lingering boyfriend i can sympathize with him being like you're in my house and here you are he literally looks at her and goes oh you hello <laughs> Yeah. Oh, 100%. He wants his band Darwin Lie to play at the performance. (laughs) Um, Casey does not want that to happen. She's like, you know, this is kind of where we see more of Casey's kind of control element come out. She's like, no, like we're going to do the performance. Maybe um, you could work the lights. And then Dale kind of like gives her the ultimatum of like, well, maybe the band can just play and we can just scrap the ZBZ performance altogether, which would be tragic for Casey because it would ruin the whole philanthropy event since they're doing such good for the world by doing this really bizarre performance. And I'm sure deep down it does have something to do with Casey's desire to be president. I don't know, like, why does Casey actually care if the band plays? Like, who cares? 
Also, the fact that his band's name is Darwin Lai, but he's so into science. Layers. This guy has layers. He yeah, can, it'd be really interesting to like be with him in like a biology class. Like, what right. would he be saying? Yeah. <laughs> so he's definitely anyway. not an evolution. He doesn't believe in evolution. Apparently not, but loves science. But yeah, Casey is like very against it. And it's, I think it's like almost like this assumption that his band is going to be bad. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're all just kind of assuming that he's going to suck and like mm-hmm. they don't want him performing which I think is kind of the other side of this like there's this kind of strange like theater kid energy we're getting from Casey where she's like I'm director (laughs) kind of harkening back to that glee outfit she was wearing Mm -hmm. (laughs) Quinn Fabray so back at the strip club um Rusty is getting like a very gross kind of like uncomfortable lap dance which is just like the whole thing is just very icky uh and yeah and then he's like really upset because he's like she had Jen K's watch when <laughs> Cappy comes over uh. Uh, and Cappy is so drunk at this point they kind of start talking about why Rusty said he loved Jen and Rusty of course explains that it had one of something to do with Newton's first law of physics like oh, an object about- in motion has to stay in motion. And he's talking yeah. about like the relationship. Yeah. Like it, he had to keep pushing it forward after three weeks. It, it, the only way to keep it moving forward was to say, I love you. And also note during this conversation, Cappy is in the nurse stripper costume at this point. <laughs> oh my God. That's right. It's getting really messy, really fast, especially for Cappy. And Cappy is still following what Rusty's saying because he's like, oh, I understand physics because Rusty points out, oh yeah, you were a physics major. So Cappy major alert. We find for a while. Was- <laughs> yeah, for a while. Three or four. It I might be four. Four. Yeah. Yeah, it's four. Basically, Cappy's like, I need, you know, more lap or no, Cappy says Rusty needs more lap dancing to have fun. Calvin and Heath are chatting and Calvin kind of jokes to Heath being like, should we get a lap dance? Heath is acting very strange and then reveals that he met a guy after he saw him last night. I guess after the waiting for Godot mm-hmm. and when they split up yeah and they hooked up which Calvin is crushed you know like understandably but also they really hadn't defined the relationship yeah. they were kind of mm-hmm. just dating casually mm-hmm. but Heath you know Heath, Heath is so sweet he's like this won't happen again and Calvin very much is like no it won't and just kind of leaves him there feeling okay. terrible about it I know. For mm-hmm. all of Calvin's like sage relationship advice, he doesn't really handle this. I know. And it was very like, I mean, I honestly, it's very adult of Heath to even tell him that. Like he didn't really have to tell him that considering they're not a couple, but I think it, yeah. I think it shows that Heath really does care a lot about Calvin and he's clearly like upset that he did it. I also do think it was kind of funny when Calvin said, should we get a lap dance to say that we experimented in college? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's funny. why he's saying like, <laughs> he's like, maybe we should just get a lap dance. Yeah. So sad um, for Calvin and Heath. We don't like that. But um, we're back at CBZ. Rebecca is thrilled and telling Ashley that, you know, Casey's noticing that like they're doing such a great job with their dance and 
Um, <laughs> it's like, can we all just stop focusing on Casey for a second? Because Ashley's kind of not really giving in to Rebecca's chatter as much as she was earlier. Ashley's kind of withdrawn from Rebecca at this point. And Rebecca points out that everything is kind of revolving around Casey and that they're all just sort of these like supporting players in her life. Like she says it's a vortex revolving around Casey. This is where they break the fourth wall and acknowledge that there are main characters. That there are main characters in the show of grief. It's it's almost like Casey's like build before us. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like she's on the call sheet. She's first on the call sheet. Right. Um, But yeah. So she's like, Ashley is the sidekick and I am Satan. Um, And Ashley kind of points out that like Rebecca did kind of earn that title through her actions. I will say also like the sidekick comment where Ashley's like, yeah, that is, she kind of agrees with it. I don't think that that's how Casey actually treats her, but I think it's how people perceive it. Like, I really don't think Casey sees her as her sidekick. Like, I think she sees them as equals, but I think because Casey is so dominant in other parts of like campus and just like the sorority, I think that's how like it comes across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I don't think that's actually what's happening. Though this time, in this instance, Casey did treat Ashley like a sidekick, and so I think that's why she's spiraling. Is she's yeah like, that people see her that way, and then also like in this moment, like Casey did do that. So it's I like I think it's an accurate you know thing for Rebecca to say, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's more of like Ashley's realization that like. For once, she did feel like Casey was treating her like that. Mm. You know, and Rebecca's like, you know, we don't have to be enemies. Ashley, you know, she's like, you don't want to be the sidekick. I don't want to be like seen as this role. And Rebecca even says, you know, she's like, I was appalled by the way that Casey and the sisters, you know, forced you to break up with Travis. She's like, the same thing happened with my parents. Because didn't she say like my, like, quote, my mother was a, was a bad. <laughs> no, didn't pull like, well. She was yeah. But it was but there was a margin. By, yeah, it was only by four percent, which was the margin of error. So they didn't get divorced. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So Rebecca understands what exactly what she's going through. <laughs> Relatable. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then we go back to the strip club, and Cappy is just so so messy. Like it's mm-hmm. actually kind of shocking to see him like this because even when we've seen him like quote drunk, like. He's always been in control and he is not in this instance. Like he is just totally out of it. And he's An emo. Like, he's very emo. He's laying on the, you know, vinyl booth and he's talking about how he had a little minx once and he let her <laughs> away. And that's when Rusty realizes that like all of this like behavior is because like of a girl. And he still doesn't realize that it's his sister. But Rusty's just realizing that all of this turmoil is being caused because Cappy's gone through some kind of like breakup or like had something happen with a girl. The commitment to his head being in the clouds. I know. Yeah, I I don't know how he didn't think it was Casey, but whatever. And so then Beaver is saying that like drunk and sloppy Cappy is way better than scrubbing and cleaning Cappy. Cappy's laying there. Someone comes over from the strip club and says that Cappy's card got declined and that the bill is $275, which personally I think actually is pretty cheap. cheap. I know. You got that many drinks and that many lap dances for an entire fraternity. 
and Ohio. I literally wrote down, I was like, drinks are cheap in Ohio. <laughs> inflation. Yeah. I had the same oh, Ohio and inflation. Yeah. Like it's kind of sad that $275 does seem like, oh wait, that's actually not a bad bill to split. Okay. 275. They were like, there, like 10 12 guys, guys there. Yeah. 10 yeah. guys there. They're all getting a lap dance. They're drinking multiple drinks. Like that's. They're getting lunch. They're eating at the buffet. Not they have lunch. Especially as two people who went to college in LA where you couldn't get a well vodka soda for less than $15 yeah. in 2014. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, it, it honestly, if there was 12 people there, it would come out to like a little more than like $10 a person. Moving on from that, Casey and Evan are in the living room of the ZBZ house and Evan is dressed as a lizard. Again, what is this play? Um, and they're making out and kind of like dancing around. He's in this like inflatable costume. And then they start talking about like, he was like, why isn't Ashley dressed as the lizard? Cause apparently, I mean, I don't blame Ashley. I wouldn't want to be the inflatable lizard. Um, yeah. And what and is Casey dressed as? She's like a, oh, she's I think a like librarian a or a teacher. librarian. Yeah. Like the teacher and the lizard naturally they would be partnered together. Right. So <laughs> he's kind of like asking Casey what's going on with Ashley now and Evan I'm on Evan's side he's winning me over again he's saying what we have been saying for a full episode and a half he's like she's your biggest fan Ashley's your biggest fan and like what would you do if she had told you to break up with me and where she didn't even though she could have she had more reasons to but also the dramatic irony of knowing mm-hmm. that the only reason she didn't was because the sorority told her not to, Evan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Count your blessings, Mr. Chambers. Yeah. But I do agree with him. But <laughs> I, I really agree with him. And then Casey kind of has this like come to Jesus moment. And she agrees. She's like, yeah, Ashley is my biggest fan. You know, she once keyed the car of a girl in tripod because she didn't like Casey. And then Evan goes, huh. My car got keyed during rush, and she's like, "Oh well." Huh? <laughs> so it's so good that Ashley also keyed Evan's car this rush <laughs> when he hooked up with Rebecca. But once again, we see that Ashley's willing to resort to physical violence in the name of Casey. She's not afraid. And um, Evan says that Ashley also probably misses Casey, and that they should talk. And I really, really agree with pretty much everything he's saying, and it's very, yeah. very jarring to be in that position watching Evan. And so then as that scene's ending, Casey gets a call and it's from Rusty because she has to go to the strip club and bail out Cappy and the rest of the KTs and pay their bar tab so that they can leave. There's like a huge bouncer sitting there watching (laughs) them on the table um, so that they don't go anywhere. And Rusty's telling Casey, Cappy's messed up. I think some girl dumped him. And Casey's just kind of being like cagey about it. And Rusty's like, what are you not saying? And then Casey confesses that her and Kathy may have revisited their history. And she tells him that they kissed. And (laughs) like Rusty, again, is so shocked. She calls it a lapse in judgment too. And Rusty kind of calls Casey out. Casey's getting called out back to back, like in these two scenes, like she's getting her feet held to the fire, which she needed to, like 
she needed to be knocked down a couple of pays because she was pretty unbearable last episode. But he says like you led Cappy on, which she did. And yeah, but I, I, it made me annoyed that Rusty was so like, right. Like stand down Rusty. You don't know anything. You just told a girl that you love her after dating her for three weeks. Like he's just like, so ready to throw hands for like anything that he doesn't quite understand. Right. And it's like, just take a minute. You just summoned your sister to a strip <laughs> club to pay a huge bill that her blacked out ex racked up getting lap dances. Yeah. I don't think you get to judge her right now. No, I, I wish it had been coming from someone else. Like this would have been, been a good thing for Ashley to have said to Katie. Yes. Like, hey, you actually hurt someone's feelings here with mm-hmm. your own like inability to make a decision. But yeah, it's it's annoying coming from Rusty, but I think it, I mean it was specifically in this moment. Like mm-hmm. maybe if they were having one of their classic um run into each other on campus heart to hearts where they're both talking about two different things in the same conversation, yeah. then it could have been a little bit more, but it's just like Rusty, check yourself. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Cappy's rolling around in the backseat, like fully blacked out, just barely conscious hitting his head against the Prius every time they stop Casey is giving like another one of her you know like I need to be serious now like Evan is serious one of those speeches where she talks about how Evan is the correct choice because he has a plan and Cappy doesn't which I have to say Cappy's actions in this are really feeding into her thesis here but (laughs) <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. I'll never not think that it's weird that she says this every episode. And then back at KT, Cappy is like waking up on the couch. He has an ice pack on his head and he hears Rusty walking into the house. So it's like the next, it's either the next day or like later in the day. It's unclear what time they leave the strip club. It's confusing because they're all dressed in their costumes for the play Mm -hmm. but it seems like this happens the next day yeah yeah next day I wonder I think there's just a continuity issue or something yeah or a dress rehearsal there was there was a lost scene perhaps perhaps he says he knows it's rusty walking into the house because he can tell by his depressed shuffle (laughs) um Rusty says that he like he doesn't want to go through what happened with Casey and Cappy that this is that's so traumatic that he can't deal with that and it's just not worth love isn't worth the pain he's seeing Cappy going through it's like the drama Rusty the drama (laughs) Cappy said like he basically waited too long like he's the one he's taking ownership he's like he blew it he didn't tell Casey that he loved her until it was too late and the Evan train had left the station and that, you know, he doesn't regret the time that he and Casey had together. And he's saying like, no, you should, you, you were right to say something. You were right to say, I love you after three weeks. Cause <laughs> you, it's better than waiting too long. Like there's actually a middle ground. Like there's actually a yeah. time that makes sense <laughs> to res- <laughs> respect the person that you're dating and not scare them so much. Force them into something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But men. <laughs> men in 2007. So the Rough. ZZs are getting ready for the play. They're like at the community center or school where this is being held, um, where the program is. And Casey approaches Ashley to give her her eyebrow pencil and Ashley's still icing Casey out. Like she just, 
She wants nothing to do with her. Franny's freaking out dressed as Marie Antoinette and a phone <laughs> starts going off and Franny's screaming like whoever's phone that is, someone you need to turn it off. And Casey goes over to it and it's Ashley's phone and she opens it and it's a text, which is weird that this is such a loud like ringtone for a text, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's a text from Travis and he's like, sorry that like next weekend isn't going to work to like meet up. Um, And then Casey has the realization that they're still together and that Ashley lied to everyone basically. So it does shed light maybe on why Ashley is still so upset. But at the same time, I think without this text, she has the right to be so upset, but it does change things for Casey clearly that Mm -hmm. along with her. Yeah. We see a shift in Casey here where she's like, you, you do start to see that she's putting the pieces together and Mm -hmm. she does decide to cover for Ashley and like be on her side. So then outside of the coffee cart, Heath and Calvin kind of meet up and that's the first time they're talking about the cheating and Heath is like, I'm not sure that I even really cheated. And he says like, this isn't a traditional courtship. And he's not wrong. Like they didn't have any that we saw kind of like defining of the relationship. DTL. They just decided to start going on dates. Like, yeah, seemed pretty open. So then they kind of like have a hug and it just, it's pretty clear that it's over. Like Heath turns to walk away. Calvin calls out to him. You think maybe it's going to like, he's going to say like, can I see you again or something? But he just says like, I'll see you around. Yeah. Yeah. He leaves and Calvin's clearly upset, but like he doesn't express himself very well in this moment. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It seems to be the end of Calvin and Heath's love story for now. I know also like Heath's like, I just really noticed it in this scene. Like his haircut is like a complete like throwback to 2007 yeah is it one of those like kind not it's like, like, like it's like a it's like a swerve bowl cut yeah like the it flips on the ends right the swoopy right. bangs like if you had that haircut in 2007 like you were hot shit you were cool <laughs> for sure he also has like beautiful beautiful dimples have you seen that on he oh yeah Aww. and eyes yeah he's really so and cool. eyes <laughs> <laughs> He's so and cute. a beautiful personality. Yeah, he's also sweet. I don't know. I feel like maybe he's beating himself up too much. I wouldn't think that was cheating. Like, I get why Calvin's, like, not happy about it, but whatever. Yeah. But then another love story is getting back on track because Rusty just, like, runs to the play to tell Jen Kay that he doesn't love her. <laughs> and I guess the play is over because, like, we've been robbed of seeing this play. Yeah, we never get any clarity on what the hell clarity. happened there. I was so and bummed. Then, then I know. Is she dressed as, like, the Ten Commandments or the Constitution <laughs> or something? Like, she's wearing a black morph suit. She has, a like, a paper clip in her hair. Is that what they're called? Like, the big ones, though. Like, yeah. The black ones. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, clipping her hair up. And then she's wearing like two giant pieces of paper. But it's giving schoolhouse raw. It is. Yeah. I'm just a bell. Mm-hmm. Um, so he rushes up to her and he's like, I don't love you. And he tells her like he took it too far. As what we've known this whole episode, he did this because he heard about her ex not moving the relationship along. <laughs> yeah. He felt like at the three week mark, he had to move them along and tell her that he loved her. Newton's law. He really doesn't know how he feels. He just, he wants to have an experience with her. That he she's a, and she's a little hurt actually. She's like, it's yeah. not, 
she's like, oh, you don't love me? Like, it's kind of a weird, it's jarring to be told that and then have it Take rescinded. It back. Reversed yeah. so quickly. In your um, constitution costume. It's so, it is really weird. But then she like does say that she feels the same way. So Jen kind of reciprocates. She says that she like feels the same way that she wants an experience that she wouldn't trade for anything and they kiss and everything seems to be better with them. And then on the other side of the stage, Dale dedicates a song titled Not All Angels Are in Heaven to Casey Cartwright. And he starts singing with his van, Darwin Lied. And Dale's a rock star. They slap. The <laughs> only band that I'll take above the, the plain white tees or in addition to the plain white tees. That's exactly what I said. I, I said they might be better than the plain white tees. They, they sound good. Dale's it's a good, good. singer. It's Everyone's like shocked. He shreds the guitar. Like that moment where he's like on the ground, like shredding the electric guitar. It's he's like so Blink-182 it. meets some Death Cab and it's like Meets fun. a Christian rock group. I know. And the kids, like all the little kids love it. They're jumping up and down. It's like that video of like, um, what's his name? Little Nas X performing Old Town Road. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's Dale singing Not All Angels. Re- but reverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but everyone's kind of surprised. Like, even, like, Casey and, like, Russ, you're like, oh, okay. Like, they're... Well, that's how I was watching it. Literally, mm-hmm. I'm, like, in the audience, like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> pretty I good. liked it. Yeah, I, I hope we get more. Too. I hope we see Darwin lied again. <laughs> so then Casey walks into Dobblers, and she finds Ashley sitting alone. And... <laughs> she tells Ashley the message that like Travis had sent. She's like, oh, Travis said that he's sorry for that he can't see you next weekend or whatever. So something about 2007 culture is the fact that Ashley was at a campus bar sitting alone and did not have her phone with her Mm -hmm. and was comfortable doing that. Can you imagine? No. That sounds like a nightmare. No, you didn't what would you look at how do you look at like the people in the room do you talk to something she wasn't even talking she was just happy yeah. sitting there and no book nothing but like a sim just <laughs> alone with her thoughts that's troubling um yeah <laughs> so casey tells her like basically she's like i know that you're back together with travis or still together with travis casey apologized for like for, apologizes basically and kind of owns up to it and is like you were you know who was i to judge and Ashley so quickly is like, oh, is something wrong with you and Evan? Like, do we need to talk about it? And Casey says, for once, we need to talk about you. So she's clearly seen like the era of her ways and that she was also treating Ashley as she was a side character. And it seems like she's like finally like owning up to like the mistakes that she's made the past like episode or so, which is yeah. really to see from her. And they make up. Yeah, and I think also part of it was, like, her thinking that they're so similar, that they're always on the same page, mm-hmm. and then not realizing when they have those differences. Yeah, and it's kind of like what we were saying the last time, like, what Casey would have wanted or what she thought was a good friend was different than what Ashley thought was a good friend and what Ashley was modeling as the friendship that she wanted, so you're right. They were just like having this like fundamental difference in case you just assumed that like either Ashley could get to where she was or that Ashley like 
was actually feeling a different way. She just couldn't understand where she was coming from. And it seems like she's come to terms with like this miscommunication and can apologize for it now. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we go to Rusty's dorm room and he and Jen Kay are cuddling in his twin bed. The twin extra longs. The XL. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, And they're kind of like doing that thing that Rusty was doing in the restaurant. He's like, I love your like shoes or whatever. I love my comforter. Yeah. Ew. So cringy. They're They're so annoying. They're so annoying. And does she say, I think I might love you. Mm -hmm. And he says, I think I might love you. They're not explicitly saying the L like they're not saying it, but they're like basically saying it. Mm-hmm. they're taking it because they're both crazy <laughs> oh yeah they're I mean you would have to be to date Rusty because he's so all in and like Jen is too and then it, like, he, does he say something along the lines of like there's something else we can do to take our relationship further or something like that like you get know. oh yeah you get the idea when this episode ends that they're gonna have he does them. say that actually oh I think yeah uh, he kind of like yeah. whispers it to her bold and she's like and, and <laughs> i miss that yeah she basically agrees she's like oh yeah like I, I would like that and then they start kissing and it kind of like fades to black so you get the idea that like now they're going to like you know Oh my god, I totally missed that. Mm-hmm. I'm su- I'm surprised that's not a full episode plot. I feel like it might be an extra episode. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm just guessing. No, I feel like, yeah, right. Like if they, Rusty loses virginity. Right. I know. So Dale's like, gonna have something to say. Kathy's gonna have things to say. Over for a long time. Lisa Lawson's gonna want to weigh in. She'll be there. Casey will definitely have something to say for whatever reason. <laughs> She'll be like very invested. Yeah. Okay, anyway, I, I really liked that episode. I thought it was pretty fun. I, was, I liked it a lot. Favorite. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it really pushed some of the characters along. Yeah, Rebecca, big time. And Emma. Yeah. She's my winner. Rebecca's my winner for showing some humanity. Yeah, I think, I think Evan is my winner. We saw a lot less of him. Um. And I also, I really did like the advice that he gave. He saw a lot less of him. <laughs> yeah. Points for hardly being there. <laughs> yeah, I think um, Dale is my winner in the episode just because oh of that my God. stellar performance. Oh, oh so good. Yeah, it might be tied, Rebecca and Dale. <laughs> Losers? Calvin. Oh, yeah. That's so bad showing. Calvin and Copy. Um, Cappy had a hard, hard episode too. Happy, I just feel like kicking him when he's down. Yeah, yeah, I feel bad doing it, but I have to. (laughs) I think Rusty's my loser. He really was really. Yeah, he was annoying this episode. I really didn't like the way he talked to Casey. Um, but yeah, Calvin just like it. It was too many, Mm -hmm. too many incidents where it was like, babe. Bebs, you're missing it. Calvin is sometimes a very inconsistent character. Like he's so level-headed with everyone else, like Rusty Mm -hmm. and Ashley. Like he really is like the sounding board for them. And then in his own relationships, you're like, what is Mm -hmm. that? Like when he was climbing out the window for a solid like two weeks. 
mm-hmm. and then blew Keith off and brought Ashley to their coffee. Like, I don't know when it comes to his own relationships, he does not follow his advice, but that's relatable. So thanks for joining us on this fond romp, fond romp down, down memory, memory lane. lane. <laughs> Every episode, just We're Thomas and I. <laughs> well, I don't want to act it in. I feel like it's too many cooks in the kitchen. We'll get it eventually. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Rate, review, and subscribe. See you next week. Bye.